Welcome to another episode of the Brown Couch Bros. Brown Couch Bros. More time motivated in effect. We're back. How does it feel? Feel good, man. We've been away for a while. I know a lot of people have been asking, you know, when you guys gonna get back on and start recording. I miss your episodes and stuff like that. So uh, we're back now. We got some good intent, intel, and all that content. Yeah, we're back with a lot to talk about. Uh, but in customary fashion, let's start this thing off with a tip, with a toast. Toast. Go right there. Are you drinking the what now? So we don't have a sponsor, but we got a promotion. Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is Niac, black-owned uh, cognac. What you think about distributor? It? It's not bad, not bad. A little bit too strong for me, but you know, <laughs> I'm yeah, not a, more of a wine guy. I, I'm more of a wine guy. I'm more of a wine guy, but it's all good. Uh, shout out to the folks at Niac, uh, and once you see this video, hit us up. Uh, we may uh, bring you back on the show. But, hey, let's tip it off. Let's tip it off, man. Man, it's a lot been going on in sports uh, since we, we last taped. Uh, but what you got for your tip off today? You know, I wanted to touch on a little bit of Kyrie, you know, and that. I don't know if you want to call it a debacle or whatever you want to call it. I know uh, we have been talking, me and you online, and just, just in basketball in general, it's like, man, this guy got all the talent in the world, man. I mean, he's probably mm -hmm. the best point guard, uh, skill-wise, in the game, and he just can't get he can't he can't get settled. You know, he can't settle down. He can't find a home. And, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think it's a sad situation. But he's gonna make a bunch of money. He's already made a bunch of money. But I just hate to see a, a generational talent like that. I think the guy's been on four teams in what eight, ten years. So, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's one of my my pet peeves going on right now. Yeah, rough goal for for Kyrie. Um, but I want to tip off on a on a Lions season this year. Wow, a surprising season for the Lions this year. You know, when the season started, I I, I thought they'd be lucky to win four or five games. Me too, I agree. Uh, but to have an opportunity uh, start the season one and six. And to have an opportunity to make the playoffs in the last game of the season and actually win it uh, against Green Bay in Green, in Bay, Green Bay says a lot about the Lions. They came up short, uh, didn't make the playoffs, uh, fell a, a game short to Seattle, uh, but a heck of a season uh, for that team. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna control my expectations for next season uh, until I see what they do in the draft. Uh, if it was up to me, it'd be heavy defense. Mm -hmm. uh, you need you need a pass rusher. Uh, you need a linebacker. You need some help in the in the secondary for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so hopefully they can address that in the draft and address it in free agency. I think now, as people have start to see uh, the Lions play, uh, particularly from the coaching staff and, and how they conducted themselves. Uh, it may be a free agent, de a, a free agent destination uh, for some guys now. Um, they seem serious. They're competitive. Uh, I can only remember maybe one or two games that they were completely out of it this year. All the rest of the games, they were in it and competing. Uh, and I think that's what you want to see. If you're a veteran guy uh, looking for a free agent for a spot next year, uh, you want to make sure that you go into a program, you go into a team that's, that's serious about winning. And it looks like the Lions are. I agree. Uh Coming into the season, I wasn't a big Dan Campbell fan, but throughout the season, uh, I could tell he was a great motivator. They, they played for him. Uh, 
the one the one or two games that you were talking about in regards to I think the Jacksonville loss that was that was a big loss. It's tough on the road against a team that you were better than. It's just that day uh, they were better than you. But moving forward, I think the Lions, uh, like you said, according to the draft, you draft well, you blend in some free agents, and um, you just build on what you just left off of. I like golf coming back. I, I'm surprised I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you. Guy <laughs> <laughs> had a great year, man. I mean, he got through 30 touchdowns, seven picks, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, and that's all you can ask for a quarterback. He participated in a Pro Bowl. Do we call him a Pro Bowler? Well, yeah. Is he a Pro Bowler? Is he is he legitimately a Pro Bowler? At the end of his career, he gonna, they're going to say he made the Pro Bowl in 2023. Yeah, but he was playing flag football and, 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 they all? and tug of war. And, and, <laughs> you can't take that away. That's not his call. Yeah. But anyway, uh, moving forward to Lions, I think next year, you know, if they can build on this year. And um, I know they lost Deuce Staley, uh, assistant head coach, running backs coach. Uh, so, you know, I think they replaced him with the running backs coach from the Colts. So we'll see. Uh, like you said, I like to see them build on the defense a little bit more and uh, go from there because the offensive line is one of the better ones, if not the best offensive line in the NFL. Well, I'm glad uh, the coordinator's coming back, office coordinator's coming back. Offensive coordinator's coming back, defensive coordinator's coming back. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, we, they really don't have no excuses, you ask me. I mean, nine and eight this year, I'm thinking at least 10 wins next year for sure. And uh, we can go from there. Yeah, I think I think that division, I mean, Minnesota's going to be tough again. Uh, we'll figure out what happens with Green Bay and their quarterback situation. Aaron Rodgers is in, he's out, he's in, he's out. Glad to see Tom Brady finally hang it up. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought another year with him, uh, you know, at the, at the helm, you know, he's starting to now, you, you're starting to see him fade a bit. You know, uh, father time is undefeated, as we have all seen, for except for LeBron. Yeah. And that's a whole another. That's a whole another story. We'll get into that later. Uh, but we got a guest today. Introduce our guest. Man, uh, this you know, I think first pro, right? Is this our first pro that we've interviewed since the Brown College Bros? This is our first pro. This is our first pro. We have first pro. Lewis that called in. Uh, well, you know, I guess it. Why couldn't I do the honors? Why should not? You know, we got. You did the uh, initial honors, so you. <laughs> exactly. You know, I can go deep, deep, real deep. Born November 12, 1995. Uh, came about like the traditional ways. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> Make a long story short. You know, we got we got Dame Webb, the second up in the house. Uh, you know, West Side Sealer. Uh, UD Jesuit, Cass Tech alum, Army All-American, Tennessee Titans, uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and now currently uh, Ottawa Red Blacks in the CFL. And I'm uh, glad to have him on the show. Been trying to get him on the show for a while. For a minute, for a so minute. So let's, let's toast it up. Second on the Brown College Bruds. And he's also the Bruds. So, hey, got to throw that in there. It's only right. It's only right. Welcome it's only show, right. Brother. So I'm saying about time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take it back, man. You know, listen, um, you grew up on the west side of Detroit. Yeah. Um, was a west side stealer. Put down the baseball bat, hurt your daddy's feelings, and picked <laughs> up the football. So talk about your beginnings with the west side Steelers and, and going into to, to youth football. Um, yeah, I just remember... I started playing football when I was eight, and 
I remember the first practice we went to was actually we went to the Broncos practice. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. We went to a Broncos practice. I don't think I practiced, but he had like brought me up there. And I think the next day we had uh, went to the West Side Steelers. And um, yeah, st started at eight years old on the D team. Um, my first coach was Coach Sean and uh, Coach Ernest. Mm -hmm. yeah. So first position I started, I was playing tight end. So, wow, wow, tight end. Yeah. So, so why football and not basketball, not baseball, particularly baseball? Yeah. I mean, your father starred in baseball. Uh, and you put down the batting ball for for football. How did how did that come about? Uh, I don't know. It was like I started off running track. That was my first sport because my my older sister she ran track, so we both ran for Motor City. And then I when I was six, I played basketball at the uh, it was at a Crowell. at Crowell, Crowell. yeah mm -hmm. Crowell. And and then at seven, I that's when I picked up the baseball bat and I played for the um, Think Detroit Pal Cardinals. And we wasn't that good. We, uh, I can just remember. I don't think we won the game. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we won the game. So the next year, I picked up the football, and I don't know. I guess it was just natural to me. Yeah. I never went back to baseball. And I think so, you know, from a parent standpoint, I was looking at although I did play baseball in college and little league and all of that, he had more success early in mm. football. Mm. You know, uh, I think he would have been a, a, a good to great baseball player, but, you know, I can remember the work we used to put in, and I called it work, you know, it was just throwing a Nerf ball in the basement with your kids. And I seen that at three or four, four five years old, you know, he had good hand-eye coordination. Mm. He didn't catch everything, but he didn't drop a lot either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, with that, and then, you know, he had early success with the Steelers on a C team, and what well, D team, and then the C team. He ran track. Always ran track. We always kind of kept track incorporated in whatever sport he was playing. So, yeah, yeah. can't beat what you learn running track mm -hmm. in terms of how to run and, and and really, you know, how to throw. Um, um, you know, with the baseball and and moving that arm and all of that. So, uh, you definitely kept him on the right track. Got him on the, got him on the right track. So from from. The West Side Steelers, um, you took a little bit of a detour before you got to Cass. Yeah. So talk about your time at U of D. No, uh, U of D, yeah, I, I feel like I had a great time there. Like, even to this day, some of the dudes that I went to high school with, like, we still close. Like, and even to this, like, they, because when I went to U of D, I played receiver. Mm -hmm. And I still think, like, we had a quarterback named Brian Cleary. He, he could throw that thing. And I feel like, he was one of the best quarterbacks I ever played with. I think he was one of the best quarterbacks in the state at the time that he was there. Mm -hmm. But underrated, he just, very underrated. Yeah, but Brian Cleary was good. He just didn't get the recognition because at UAD you didn't get a lot of exposure because we just wasn't a powerhouse school and we was right. like at the bottom of the uh, Catholic league, so he didn't get a lot of exposure. But um, UAD, when I went there, we had a lot of talent there. It's just like I said, we just didn't get a lot of exposure. But hey, I enjoyed my time there. And that's when the first time uh, I started playing, like my sophomore year before I left, that was when I started playing defense there. So mm -hmm. that's when I knew I can play a little bit of defense. So what, what made you leave U of D? Uh, could have been anybody else other than Cass or who, anybody else in the mix at the time? Um, no, nah, it was, 
cast kind of just happened like like because i remember we played we played a game like i left ud in the middle of the season so i kind of remember like my dad he, he called me in the room and asked me did i want to go to cast it was like a thursday <laughs> <laughs> It was like a Thursday night. He asked me, did I want to go to Cass? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I me, mean, I'm kind of nervous and like, I don't know what to. Right. But I know Cass is a good school. Like a lot of, uh, like, I know it's a powerhouse school and a lot of dudes was going like D1. Like a lot of, uh, a lot of colleges used to walk through the building. So my dad asked me, I just said, yeah. So I think I was at. I was at UAD on the Thursday. I was enrolled at Cass like that Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, let so, me let me put some clarity. Yeah, what, yeah, what was the thought process going behind this decision? I mean, it, first of all, it's it's tough. Oh, you know, UAD was tough, man. One of the yeah. biggest decisions we make oh, yeah, as parents tough. is mm-hmm. where your kid gonna go to high school. Exactly. Right. That's the biggest decision. College we can't necessarily control. It's, it's who want them, but that's one of the biggest decisions we make. I've gone through it. Mm-hmm. You've gone through it. Yeah. But the both of us went to one high school, and that was it for yeah. us, right? That, that, so. that thinking came about because when I was evaluating my son's talent at that level uh, and where he was playing at at the time, great, great division. I mean, that was a tougher division in the state. Brother mm-hmm. Rice, Catholic Central, uh, Warren D. LaSalle, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, you know, U of D., they were they were consistently three and six, four and five. Mm-hmm. You know they were winning four and nine league games, but the the five losses would always be always would be league losses. Mm-hmm. But uh, I digress on on the football aspect of it from an academic standpoint. You got to be. And he was handling academically, handling the academics pretty decent. Yeah, you I started. Know, I started off good. He started off good. <laughs> you hear what he said? He <laughs> you know, you you carrying a two four two five in UAD. That's like uh, you come on. You can do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and so uh, and that's what he was doing. You know, two five two six at UAD. Uh, and at the time, we just felt like you know this kid uh, he's kind of struggling a little bit academically, which I think that that was pretty decent, pretty good at UAD, but. Obviously, uh, so we decided to make the move to Cass, and the reason we made the move in the middle of the week was because of the parameters that DPS and the principals at the, the principal at the time, or the assistant principal at the time, uh, was like, "Well, if you want to have him transfer, he he needs to be in here by this date and this." Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we just you know, decided to go ahead and move him. Uh, UAD, they didn't feel that was the right move, but. It wasn't really their decision at the time. Right. You know, so NC, he I don't know if you remember this, but one of the things that you said to me at the time is, is the reason why you, you moved him was because he'll have an opportunity to play meaningful football. And going to Cass, which was a, a powerhouse, still is a powerhouse, um, it seemed to me you fit right in to their system, to their scheme, and really caught on really quickly. So talk about you know what it was like coming in, what your mindset was coming to a brand new school, brand new team, uh, and, and, and you know how, how you fit in to that situation. Yeah, coming in, like I already knew I had to compete because they already had dudes like lined up in front of me that I knew like if I didn't come compete, then I wouldn't go get no playing time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like before I came to cast, like I played receiver, like that was like my primary position. And I don't know, like, I already knew, like, a lot of cast dudes because we all, like, grew up together playing pal and doing, like, sound mind, sound body and stuff like that. So 
like I said, when I came to cast, like I already knew I, I just had to come in and compete. And I feel like I felt I felt I fit right in with like the culture that Coach Wisher had already like set. Talk like, about the difference in the pace of the game coming from U of D going to Cass because you you know you playing yeah. King every year yeah. you you going deep into the state tournament um, playing teams you know, Muskegon and all those teams out there um, the pace of the game had to be different yeah. right talk about that yeah more athletes more athletes on the field like like playing King is like just Playing cast like at practice, like these right. dudes. Is, like, <laughs> like this is do you want to do? Right? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I'm going up against Jordan Lewis at practice. At the same time, I'm still going to the same type of player at King. So it's just, it just yeah, Vontae Maddox. Yeah. So it's like, like I would say it was more athletes on the field, more competition. Um, I would say it was more like specifically with King. Like that's a rivalry. So. I knew I knew about that, and like I said, like Cas is like Coach Witcher had already built it up to be a winning program, so winning is everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't say that U of D winning wasn't everything, but Cas is like win or nothing. Like, yeah. And U of D, they was trying to build to get to there, but Cas, they was already there. Like that was the expectation. So you you mentioned King. So yeah. would you say this is the first time in your athletic career? that you experienced what a rivalry game was like? Yeah, I would, I would say that. So take us through that. The first, that, that week of playing King, you know, you playing King that Friday or whatever. Yeah. Take us through that week and what that was like for you. Yeah, King week, everybody on 10, coaches on 10. You can't even focus in class where you think about King, you think about winning the game, because that's all that matters. And. We don't even call him King. We call him uh, East Lafayette. Like we call him over there. Like <laughs> East Lafayette. Dude's over there. It's Thirty-two hundred, baby. Yeah, yeah, right. but, right. yeah, that was definitely like my first experience of like a rivalry. I remember b- before that game because we played them at Northwestern. Like we almost got into a fight at the in the in the uh, fifty-yard line. Just tempers yeah. flaring everywhere. So yeah, I would definitely say like that was my first like that like that introduced me to like rivalry. Like, Type of cultures and football like that. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, that's got to be. That's got to. They be. beat us too. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. so 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 yeah. You, we we, we yeah. could talk about that. What was your record versus King during your playing career at Cass? Uh, one and one. Yeah, so we, one and one. But I, when I beat them, we beat them in the city championship. So, so beat them for the money. Yeah, we beat them for the money. So let mm-hmm. me ask you this: when you when you went into those King games. And uh, your mindset was win, win, win. What was your 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 thought process? You know, coming out of those games, whether it was did, did you feel like if you won the game, we was gonna win it all, uh, particularly the city championship and the state championship, or if you lost the game, how did you pick yourself back up the next week to play uh, another game? Uh-huh. It wasn't like if we lost to them, like we weren't gonna win like the city or state. It's just like. And we lost to them. Like we the team that said that we gotta take that like for the rest of our lives. Like we lost the king. Like. <laughs> so, so like that's lifelong. So it's like, like I wanna say like it like deflated us like when we lost to them because they was a good team too. We know they the best team in the city as long as with us. So but just to have that L against them, like 
people from King, they could talk about that for the rest of their life. Like yeah. we beat y'all. This was this was my son's first taste of Cass versus King, and they lost. Basketball. That, basketball. Uh, that guy cried. Did he? That guy cried. Wow. I mean, so th- it, it it means something, mm-hmm. and it's got to be. I mean, we could talk, and they mean like, and King and Cass, we like. It's like the whole school. It's not just the teams. Like it's the whole school. Like dudes from King was coming up to Cass like after school to talk. No, it's the whole world. Yeah, it's the whole world. <laughs> no, it's the whole world. It's the whole world. It's everybody who ever went to Cass versus everybody who ever went to King. Yeah. It's like everybody. You may not see it as players, but it's people's mamas, daddies, uncles, aunts. They all talking too yeah. before know, the game parent, even starts. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Drake. And I, I kind of, because Mr. Drake, he was a graduate of King, but his son, Dion, played at Cass with, with Damon. And he was a Cass guy when his son was playing. Right, 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 right. And he used to get the business from the King guy. I think he went back home. He back yeah, you back home now. You back home. You know, since Dion, you know, graduated from Cass and everything like that. But uh, I can remember he had to suck it up those years that his son was at Cass and playing against King and, you know, and. The success Cass had, or vice versa, the success King had. Uh, so yeah, shout out to uh, Mr. Drake, and uh, I kind of sympathize with him during those times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a lot of rivalries in this city. I mean, you know, you can you can talk Mackenzie Cody. Yeah, Mackenzie. Uh, for me, it's Benedictine DePores. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge rivalry for us, but I don't know that there is a rivalry that ha- is, has more significance um, than Cass and King because you have so many alumni on both sides. And these are the two largest high schools in the city. Uh, even, even today, two of the largest high schools in the city. Uh, and it's where everybody wants to be. Yeah. Either you right. want to go to King or you want to go to Cass. And that rivalry, is, is, it's got to be you know, something, something for the ages, man. It's something you would never forget playing in those games. No, those definitely was some of the funnest games I ever played in, for sure. So you have a pretty good career at Cass. Yeah. All American, defensive back, wide receiver. Um, talk about talk about what sound mind, sound body, and like competing at that level, seven on seven. How that sort of propelled you uh, to really put you on a national stage and give you give give you an opportunity. Uh, to showcase your talent in front of you know big time coaches. Nah, like you said, it, it gave me an opportunity to sh- showcase my talent. Like without sign my own somebody, I wouldn't been able to like travel across the world and go against like the top dudes from each state and try to level myself or compare myself to see like where I was at. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with sign my own somebody, we used to go to Florida, California, everywhere. And without sign my own somebody. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be at where I where I am today because they gave they gave me the opportunity to go up against like like I said like the best competition across the world. So when I came back to Michigan, like these dudes, I ain't gonna say like because we got some of the best players in the in the country too. But like, it just gave me the extra confidence like I can do this with anybody. Yeah, yeah this yeah. Michigan is a football state now. No, I can sure. remember, uh, when I was coming up, it was a basketball state. It's yeah, a football yeah. state it was now. A football state now. Yeah. yeah. And one particular camp that we did go to, uh, I think it was his junior year, and uh, Coach Blackwell had him go up against La- Laquan Treadwell, who at that time was probably the number one receiver in the country. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And um, 
Webb was a junior and he was a senior. He had already, he hadn't committed to anybody. He ended up going to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a first round draft pick. But anyway, uh, Webb had a good a good camp against him, a good 707 tournament. Him, Jordan Lewis. Uh, you know, they always had good, good players, man. I remember when we went down to Florida one year, I think Webb was the youngest on that team. You had Desmond King, Jordan Lewis, Shane yeah. Morris. Pros. Uh, Khalil, Khalil Hill. Uh, you had guys, man, that uh, mm. went on to play Division One football. Of course, Desmond King in the NFL, Jordan Lewis in the NFL. So, yeah, that sound man sound bite was big. Yeah, yeah, talk about they, some of the battles you had. Yeah, like with the Laquan Treadwell, I remember because we went to Indiana and uh, we went to a seven on seven tournament in Indiana. And at the time, I didn't, I don't think I, I didn't have any offers like that. I think mm. I had just Toledo, and I just remember being on the bus and Blackwell was just like, "You got Laquan Treadwell," and at mm. the time, like, like he had Jordan Lewis on the bus, Desmond King, like. Uh, Leviticus Payne, like all these dudes that was already like mm. going to college and had offers and stuff. So he said, you got the top guy. So like, I took it as a mission to like go out there and prove myself. And my dad, he recorded it, put it up on YouTube. Next thing you know, like I had Michigan, Michigan State, like just yeah. off me, like going, doing good against uh, Laquan Trailer. But you were <laughs> ready and prepared though. No, I was ready and prepared. Like. So do you, do you think Having to compete and practice every day at Cass, yeah. having to compete and fight for a position, yeah. um, coming in as a transfer to Cass and really not knowing, you know, yeah. uh, uh, where you're gonna land in terms of playing time and all. Do you think that helped to prepare you? Yeah, it helped me prepare me for everything. Like Cass, every day is competition. Mm-hmm. Like every day, like every day we do one on ones. Every day we doing blocking drill, block the struggle drills. Like everything is competition at Cass. So I, that definitely prepared me for. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, like other dudes that like I had to go up against, like with Simon, somebody for sure. Is there any is there any moments where you felt like, oh, maybe maybe I ain't ready for prime time? Did anybody get the best of you when you out there on the circuit? No, I can't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> at that time, like <laughs> I don't know. Jordan Lewis. It probably right, be right. like it probably just be like JD or or me and uh, Quan like if you when you ask Crowell we uh, we all interview Crowell again ask him about me and uh, the Quan Pace uh, position battle when I first got the cast mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, Quan probably gave me the best battle I ever like in high school man yeah nice now he probably the best corner to ever come come out of Eastern mm-hmm. Michigan mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you have a, a stellar career at Cass, All-American. Um, after Sound Mind, Sound Body, and you, you know, showcased your talent and was able to, to, to really ball out, you're starting to get offers now. Yeah. So what was it like, like really being recruited in the recruiting process? Uh, it felt good. Uh, I remember my, cause I, we went to, my first offer was Toledo. Like Cass, we went down there for a seven on seven tournament, and they and they end up offering me. And I remember, like two weeks later, I end up my the next offer was Michigan. So that was my that was like the big offer, and I didn't even know I had it until mm-hmm. like, cause we was in Alabama, like cause Cass, we traveled to Alabama to get uh, for a seven on seven tournament, and. I just remember Coach Witcher was driving, we was in a van, and at the time, like when I went out of state, like for some reason my phone didn't work. So mm-hmm. I was with I was with one of uh one of my bros that went to Cass and, and on Twitter, 
they had tweeted Damon Webb offered by Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he like, bro, you got offered by Michigan? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you talking about? He said this. He showed it to me. I'm like, so then I called my dad. <laughs> so then I called my dad. I'm like, dad, I got offered by Michigan? He like, yeah. He was all exci- excited and stuff like that. Because at the time, my dad, he loved Michigan. Yeah, that, that, that quickly turned. Yeah. That quickly changed. That quickly yeah. changed. We'll, we'll get to that part. Yeah. We'll get to that part. But nah, um, yeah, like I said, like, like I said, like, but we, uh, I got Michigan, and after that, like, more offers just start rolling in every day. Like yeah, but it, it was it was really sound mind, sound body. Yeah, sound and mind, sound and it's body. it's no substitute for like competing at the highest level against the best competition across the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can ball in the state of Michigan, ball in Detroit, but it's nothing like going down to Louisiana, Alabama, yeah. uh, Texas, uh, Ohio, and really testing yourself against the best across. The country. And, and yeah. To So what 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 was the determining factor um, with you going to Ohio State? I mean, what what was it about Ohio State? Um, I had a good relationship with my position coach Kerry Combs, and mm-hmm. he recruited me hard. Like, uh, I got always just he always came up to cast like, and we built a great relationship. And when I went on my visit, I don't know, it just felt like home. It was just a gut feeling. And mm-hmm. then when I told my parents that I wanted to commit. He said, "Go ahead, do it." Cause I remember, I remember, I went, I went to Michigan. I went to like a Michigan versus Michigan State game, and I think like Michigan had won like on a field goal mm-hmm. or something like every like my emotions was in it and everything. And I told mm-hmm. my mom I want to commit. She was like, "No, you're not committing." Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just me and my mom there. But um, but when I said it at Ohio State, she like she felt it with me. So, so wh- why do you think that was? I mean, wh- what was it? I mean, was it was it the family atmosphere? Was it Urban Meyer? Was it the winning culture? I mean, what was it about about Ohio State that set them apart from the other other schools that offered you? Yeah, I would say like you know the family atmosphere, um, just the way they they laid out their program. Like like we just knew like that was home. Mm-hmm. The, the, the relationship I had with Kerry Combs, um, the way Coach Meyer was 
uh, to this day, like every time I talk to Coach Meyer, he like, I love your mom and dad. I love your mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Coach yeah. Meyer built a good relationship with my parents, and like I said, it was just it fell home. And I don't know. Growing up, I always liked Ohio State. Like, yeah. Like, cause they always had like the black quarterback Terrell Pryor, um, yeah. Troy Smith, and like I wanted to say like I I like Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan like all equally. Like I didn't have like no favorite, mm-hmm. but I used to always like Ohio State. So when I went down there for my visit, I don't know it just felt like home. It was like a gut feeling. So what was the reaction from the coaching staff at Cass about you going to Ohio State? I mean that's like the U of M pipeline at, at Cass. Uh, I mean, the coaches, they was happy. Like, Coach Witcher, he he wanted me to go wherever I wanted to go. Like, okay. he, he was happy I went to uh, – he was happy I went uh, committed to Ohio State. I remember the day I committed, the next day, the Michigan DB coach came and got me out of class. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? You know, I had to give him a little run. I'm like, no, it's not nothing solid. Like, so he just get off my – so he can get off me. But, um, but, like I said, like, Coach Crowell, Coach Coach Witcher, they was happy I was going to Ohio State. It was easy. Yeah. So four years at Ohio State, four uh, zero against Michigan. Yeah, you had a lot of practice with the with the Cass and King rivalry. But what was that like? I mean, your first year at Ohio State, y'all won a national championship. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, it was like because that year we got off, we got off to a bad start because we we lost to Virginia Tech early, but and we lost our start. We lost Braxton. We lost him. Uh, he was out for the season, but. Um, like I said, like Coach Meyer, he like it's nothing. We don't accept losing at Ohio State. Like everything is win, win, win with Coach Meyer. He wanted to win now, so I like, and I knew like once we got to the college playoff, like the way the road that we was on my freshman year, mm-hmm. they, when they let us in the college playoffs, like I already knew like we was gonna win the championship, mm-hmm. and then, and we had we had good players like even to this day like Zeke Elliott, uh, Michael Thomas, yeah. Um, JT Baird, like dudes like that. So, Bosa. Yeah, yeah, Bosa. Bosa. Loaded. I mean, loaded, what, loaded. what's it like being in that practice? I mean, you know, it's got to be. Practice you harder know, than the did game. Did you know these guys were pros? Yeah. Would you you, you yeah. can tell. Like, yeah. What's the difference between this is this is this is interesting. You play uh, uh, pal. You football, you played in high school, you played at Ohio State, you played in the pros. What's the difference from a guy who's there to go to school and, and participate on the team from a guy who's there to go pro? That's the thing. Everybody there, like Ohio State, they only recruit pros. So everybody <laughs> there, like so everybody right. there like has potential to go pro. Like yeah, 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 there's not yeah, no yeah. dude that's just on the team that's just like Oh, he's just here to just be on the team, unless he's just like a walk-on. Right. But right. even some of our walk-ons, even like playing in the NFL right now, but there's no dude on the team that they recruit that just be like, oh, he just they just recruited him just to be like, no, he has the potential to go pro. Like even with some dudes that didn't even make it to pros, like you will see it in practice, like oh, he had the potential, but it just the game or just the yeah. politics or whatever their story was that they didn't go pro, but they had to put the potential to go pro. It's funny you mentioned that because I was looking at. Uh, his freshman picture, the day recruiting class, they mm-hmm. was 24 of them in his class. Like 13 of them played the NFL. Uh, have played pro ball in, in like, yeah, 13 out of the 24 and, in the NFL. And the and one. This was the uh, Marshawn Lattimore, you know, Damon Webb. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. 
No, Zeke wasn't in his class. Oh, he wasn't in his class. That's right. Sam Hubbard. Yeah, uh, Sam Hubbard. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Harris Campbell. Harris Campbell. Raekwon McMillan. Raekwon McMillan. All these guys came in in 14. Same time. Same time. Same time. And it's Same like, time. when he lined nah. up at practice, he going up against Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, first round draft pick. Every All pro. Practice. All pro. All pro. So, once again, you go back to that competition thing from Cast Tech to Sound Mind, Sound Body. So when you get to a place like Ohio State and now like a Michigan, you just the competition is this okay, whatever. I've right. been here before. Right. You know, I've right. been against top guys, so you just another top guy. You know, so yeah, yeah. You go four and zero against Michigan. Yeah. To to what's that like? Talk talk take us through a the Michigan week. You took us through King week. Take us through Michigan week. Yeah, Michigan week is crazy. Like we walk in the building, they playing one song the whole day. At practice in the building, like it's literally just one song playing the whole time you in the building. It's a Time for War by LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. So, and they got in the hallways, you got Michigan jerseys like taped to the ground so you can step on them. Uh, <laughs> scout team, uh, they put, scout team wear Michigan jersey, they paint their uh, helmets or they tape their helmets to uh, Michigan helmets. And, and even not even before Michigan week, like we got a whole workout dedicated to to Michigan. Like every time we work out in the weight room, whatever, like whatever days it is to Michigan, let's say like two hundred ninety seven days till we play Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's like how many certain uh, type of exercise we have to do until we play Michigan. So let's say we it's three hundred and thirty days till we play Michigan. We got three hundred and thirty push ups in a row though. Like like. Coach Mick, he just we in the weight room like he blowing the whistle, blowing the whistle. So we it's in count. your head. Yeah, it's in your head. It's in your head. The whole Coach time. Meyer, he in there like, what did you do to beat Michigan today? Like, type joint. Like, it's very like <laughs> philosophical. <laughs> 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 nah, we don't. Yeah, we wasn't. When I was there, like, like Coach Meyer, like he like put it like in our brains, like Michigan beat Michigan, beat Michigan. Like that was one of the like. Top part. Win the national championship. Next thing was beat Michigan. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let me uh, segue into the, you don't mind, Z. Yeah, yeah. So now you you know you uh, you go undrafted, but you have opportunity with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you was there for a year, year and a half, experiencing NFL uh, football and uh, how that lifestyle is. And now that you're playing in the uh, Canadian Football League, uh, pro league. Can you, can you differentiate the two? What are some of the things in the CFL that you said that you can say, look back on the NFL and say, if they did this in the NFL, uh, the game would be wide open? Because I, I watched the C, I watched both games, and when you have multiple men moving in motion at the same time and you play defensive back, that could be challenging. So how do yeah. you make that adjustment? Um, it's really like in the CFL. It's like you really just gotta go out there and just lock up. Like it's really like no like philosophy to it, cause it's like it's more catered to offense in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Cause the dudes they can move behind the line of scrimmage, they can get a running head start, and we can't touch them after five yards at all. Like even if you oh, touch the dude, that. like mm-hmm. so that's what they it's can like, get a running head start. Yeah. Plus you can't touch them after you five. can't touch them after five yards. So. They they and they call a lot of penalties. So they basic they want to see the offense score. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to I had to get adjusted to that, and it's like, man, like I said, you just got to go out there and do your job. Like, you just got to lock up, like, because the rules are against you. 
Right. Mm-hmm. The dimensions of the field. Yeah. Like that. I mean, uh, uh, the field is wider and longer. Mm-hmm. So, so when the quarterback throw it to the flats, he might you be running with the receiver like it's a fade ball, but it, he only it's throwing it to right. a flat. So you'll run, you'll run forty yards, and the dude to catch it, you'll make a tackle for one yard, like stuff like that. But I don't know, like the I would definitely say like the NFL is like more physical. The, the CFL is not as physical, and the, the refs will let you like in the NFL. The refs will let you like be more physical with the receivers down the field and stuff like that. In the CFL, they they not gonna let you do like that. But I don't know. Like I would kind of like I kind of compare like CFL to like I would say it's like like when I talk about CFL, I would say it's like arcade football, fun football because every play is gonna be a play. Because it's like mm. in the NFL they got four downs and the CFL is three downs. When the quarterback scramble in the NFL out the backfield, he could just throw it out of bounds and live with the next down. Mm. In the CFL, when the quarterback scramble, like the quarterbacks don't take sacks. They don't when they scramble, they gonna throw it up. Like because up for grabs. Up for grabs. Like you can make a play. Yeah, you can make a play. Because they either gonna call pass interference if we touch them, or it's gonna be a play. We're gonna be a pick, a drop, or receiver right. gonna catch it. Right. So it's definitely like, it's it's fun. It's like it's real fun because, like I said, every play is gonna be a play. Every play is not a wasted down. I would say in the CFL. So you re up with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Yeah. Re up. So what what are your goals for this next season? My goal for this next season is to become a CFL All Pro, uh, and to win a Grey Cup. I think those are those are like my two goals right now. And I don't know, just being on the team. Um, being on the team uh, for my second year, I just become more of a leader, and just knowing like the guys I'm gonna be around and with like what type of head coach we got now, I feel like I can become more vocal and be more of a leader and like in our in our back end this year. And I think we talked about it earlier. You got some guys that they resigned that could play. Yeah, and they yeah, and they resigned like a lot of guys that uh, came back. This year. Mm-hmm. So uh, they should have a little bit more success in the win column. I'm thinking. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit to the NFL. Um, so your Super Bowl prediction? Yeah. Um, Eagles. Got, yeah, I got I got the Eagles. I got the Eagles. I just like. Well, first they got Detroit. They got Vontae and they got Brandon Graham on the team. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they got Jalen Hurts. Even though Vontae is a king yeah, guy. Yeah, even though Vontae is a king, he's still from. <laughs> yeah. But Vontae, that's my bro though. Like we got a good relationship. Like yeah. that's my bro. We. Uh, even though he played that king, like we still got a good relationship, and um, they got Jalen Hurts. He the bros, so you yeah. Know what I mean? Like I'm always root for the bros, and I don't know. I just want to see. I like Patrick Mahomes too, but I just, I just see, I just see Philly winning. I just see Philly winning. So two black quarterbacks. What, yeah. what, what do you think about that? First time in NFL history. Ah, uh, that's lit. I like that. Like I already see. Like as you like the game is changing. Like I feel like majority of the quarterbacks in the NFL like. If you will say like the top ten, like a lot of the dudes is black, like yeah. nah. So it's like we gonna see a lot of way more like black quarterbacks. Like even like look now like we say C.J. Stroud and like Bryce Young, like they like what the, the young was the young was coming. Yeah, they coming. Like why do you think that is though? I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess like the stereotype is changing. Like we getting more like chances at. At quarterback, like and these dudes, they the the talent is undeniable. Like, you feel me? Like, yeah. Skill set. I mean, you can't deny guys like 
Stroud and uh, Bryce Young, those guys, and they win. You know, at the end of the day, they've been on winning teams, they've won championships, so they bring that mentality to the locker room. You yeah. know, I remember uh, on the Lions, what's the uh, hard knocks? Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Campbell asked the lineman from the Ohio State, I forgot his name, he's starting guard from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. How many games did you lose in college? You guys said one. Yeah. You know, so he tried to say, listen, this guy, he's not used to losing. Yeah. Bro, you know, yeah, we I lost. Guys into this room that I lost five. I lost five games in college. So, when I when they when we went to like our senior when we went to our senior banquet in college at Ohio State, they said we was the most winningest most winning winningest uh, program in four years in college. Class, in co- class, yeah, that class, yeah. two thousand fourteen. So for all those parents out there who afraid to send their kid to a school where they got to compete, afraid to send their kid to a school where they're going to have to sit for a year or two or maybe even three to play meaningful, winning athletics. is a, a testament to what that means to play winning sports. And get your degree now. And get your degree. And get your degree. because But but you can get education anywhere. That's true. All these schools, all these high schools, they give out the same diploma. They give out the same uh, college degree. It's important to be in a winning program yeah, with a sure. winning tradition, learning from guys who are winners. That's important. Yeah. I mean, anybody can go anywhere and, and, and be on a team and, and, and run around and play for fun. But if you're real serious about this game and serious about teaching your young person the game of life and adversity and competing mm-hmm. and all those things you're gonna have to do as an adult, mm-hmm. attach yourself to a winning program. Yeah, I would I would say that for sure. But I don't know. I feel like the landscape of college football is kind of changing now with the transfer portal and the NIL. Like yeah. kids, like they want to go where they can play now and make money. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like. So like some dudes like I know like a lot of du- like a lot of dudes at Ohio State now just paying attention like they just in the transfer portal just because they don't want to wait where another team like caught hitting them up like you can come and start right here right now yeah 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 but like you said like I feel like it's better if you wait and go through like some adversity, some adversity because like when you go to schools like Ohio State like Alabama like LSU and stuff like that like you only need one year one two years like just. I know dudes like Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore, he only played one year. Malik Hooker, they only played one year and it was first round draft picks. Like it could happen. It could happen. Like it could happen if you stay, if you stay. and work and compete. You know? Yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned uh uh the transfer portal. I'm gonna ask you your thoughts. If you were coming out uh high school this year and you were being re- heavily recruited. Well, you gotta ask me that too. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I money. Okay, yeah, yeah well, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Would Colorado be a destination for you to play with Deion Sanders? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially at my position, I played corner, so it's like that's the best corner to ever play football. Like, he top five football players of all time. So, like, I don't blame kids for going or. Playing kids for going to Colorado to play for Dion, like yeah, I feel like Dion he gonna build that program up. He gonna be competing for championships. So I wouldn't blame a kid for going to Colorado at all. Yeah, yeah. 
want to switch gears one yeah. more time here. Um, this is this is the most important question we're gonna ask you all day. Uh, who's the greatest basketball player to ever play? LeBron James. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. Uh, he the goat. He's I like, knew. It. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, you gotta base it off errors, but if you didn't base it off errors, I I pick LeBron James because he just he just the best all around like best basketball player to me. Like I understand like Jordan, he like six zero in the finals, and I don't know, I wasn't around for all that, but I don't know. LeBron, this is what's gonna happen to our goal. Mm -hmm. We gonna be gone. We gonna be 70, 80, 90, gone, right? And everybody who's left, all they gonna know is LeBron. They're not going to know Mike. They're not going to know what it felt like when we saw him finally beat the Pistons. They ain't going to know what it felt like when we saw him go to the finals. They're not going to know what it felt like to see that bald head, dark-skinned dude with them shoes fly through the air every weekend, every night, right? They're not going to know what that's like. But what I will say is, you know, LeBron's about to break Kareem's record all-time leading scorer. And what's ironic about this is that that guy's not a score first guy. He's not a shoot first guy, he a pass first guy. Uh, so, to, so to get 30,000 and beat Kareem is, 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 is a huge feat for him. Um, I agree with you that he's, a, he's probably the best all-around basketball player I've ever seen. But people like Mike, and I throw Kobe in that, in that, in that conversation. They're killers. Yeah. They're assassins. And there's something about that spirit that we had gravitated to when we were coming up. That now, you know, that's mm -hmm. not, that's not what, it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a different era. It's a different yeah. era. But, but I respect it. Like, Michael, uh, uh, Jeffrey Jordan, in my opinion, is the greatest basketball player to ever walk the earth and will always will be until I'm, I'm gone. And, and even um, after that. And then even after that. <laughs> Nobody won in Mike's era. I mean, the Pistons we did, but when Mike got to going, it was it was a wrap. That's Mike told so people. With, Mike told people, people say like nobody won in his era. He only won six championships. His career was longer than six years. Yeah, well, yeah. So what do you mean he got to going? I mean, yeah. What I'm saying is, he, he once was, they won, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Nobody else won. And we talking about until he quit. Top fifty, top seventy-five players. That's. The Barkers of the world. He didn't let nobody world. else eat. And see, here's what's interesting about Mike. He's the reason why many of the greats don't have a championship. He's the reason why Barkley don't have a championship. He's the reason why Re Reggie Miller don't have a championship. He's the reason why Carl Malone don't have a championship. You you gotta, you gotta this guy prevented everybody from winning, the greats from winning. So a lot you, of people you gotta beat, put it in perspective LeBron. though. Like, it's like in the 90s, what, he played with Scottie Pippen. Was Scottie Pippen a top five player in the NBA at that time? No. He wasn't when Mike first started. He I'm became about, one. No, he in became the 90s, one. In the 90s. He became one. He was a top he, five player. He, he became a top 10 player, I, I would say. He, he became a top 10 player. I when I be here, I heard Scottie Pippen, he was a top five player. Nah, nah. nah. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put Scottie top five. I put, I put Scottie top 10, top 15. You know, he was he was probably the second best player in the league for me. When the two years that Mike was gone yeah. playing baseball, Scottie Pippen was in the running for MVP. That's what I'm saying. He was in the running for MVP. But the greatest Batman 
or the greatest Robin <laughs> to ever ever play the game. We doing the three one three with Webb? We got to do the three one three with Webb. Three one three. What we got? You tell me. All right, here's what we got. We got the three one three with Young Webb today. Give me three things that you learned from your playing days at Ohio State that you use today. I would say the three things I would learn. Um, practice. Practice is more important in the game. The way the way you practice, like the way you practice, is gonna translate how you play in the game. So if you don't practice like, like how you should, or if you just think of practice as like, oh, I'm just going out here just to, like, you're not gonna see the results in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I say winning is everything. Win, like I would say, like what I learned, like win, yo, like do your job. Like when people be out there saying like. Somebody need to make a play, like, no, just do your job and then the play will come. Like, football is just a, like, when you break down football, everything is just a one-on-one battle. If you win your one-on-one battle, if everybody on your team win your, win your one-on-one battle, you'll win the game. Uh, what's the third thing I would say? Nice. And I would say, uh, I would say cele- celebrate your victory. I would say celebrate your victories for 24 hours, but after that, it's on to the next mission. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so after you win, have fun, celebrate with your teammates. But the next day, it's on to the next on up. to the next opponent. Yeah. Next up, um, the one game you wish you could get back: high school, college, pro. The one game you wish you can get back: that one loss you wish you can get back. One loss. I feel like I feel like in my senior year, I feel like we played CC. We was we was undefeated and we lost in the uh, semifinals to CC. Because mm. I know if we would have went to the championship, we was gonna win. But I say if, if I get that win back, that's the one. That's the one loss. Then you I back won. to back. Yeah, back to back. Now we'll be back to back to back. Oh yeah, yeah. three in a row. Yeah. Three in a row. Did I pick nice. one of his losses? Did I Which one? Did I, did I, uh, <laughs> Which one? The Michigan State loss. Oh, yeah. At, at, at the shield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nah, yeah. That was. We should have won. 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 We We should have won. We should have won. We should have won. We should have won. Bro, 2013-2014 class, like, we started the Ohio State. Like, that was Coach Myers' like, golden classes right there. Mm-hmm. Because that, we was his golden recruiting classes right there because we won the national championship. And that next year, everybody came back. And we lost to Michigan State. And then the year before that, we beat Alabama in the playoffs. And Michigan State went to go play Alabama in the in – the, uh, in the uh, playoffs that year, right? So we right. would have played Alabama again. That would have been a, one of the biggest games, yeah. like, rematch. Yeah, so, yeah, tough loss, tough loss at the shoe. And that was the only game we lost that year. Yeah. And we didn't make yeah. it to the playoffs. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's funny how you remember the losses more than you remember the wins. Yeah. yeah. So the three best, either DBs or receivers that you've ever competed against at any level. The three best. 
Um, I would say, I would say Michael Thomas. Just what I going like teammates or just doesn't matter. Uh, Anybody you ever competed against? I would say Michael Thomas, Daquan Pace. Why Michael Thomas? Because Mike, he was just a dog, like super physical, mm. like. He'll catch the ball, throw it at you, like, tight joint. Like, so, like, when you know you're going up against him, like, like he made you want to go up against him. Like, nah, run that back. Like, nah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would say Michael Thomas, Daquan Pace. The third one. Somebody um, going to be mad. I'm trying to think. Maybe. I put JD in there. I put JD in there. I was thinking yeah. JD. I, yeah, think, I was, I was yeah. thinking JD. I put JD in there. Well, Young Web, tell tell the folks uh, where they can uh, follow you on social media. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at DameWeb7. You can follow me on, on Twitter, at, uh, just DameWeb. Facebook, DameWeb2. Dig it. Well, there's another episode of the Brown Cops Bros in the books. In the books. Thank our guests. Thank you. Let's tip out of here. Tip out of here. And we gone.